Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Erin Pym. And if you're a first-time listener here at the podcast, what I like to do is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to have fun conversations about sex and sexuality with me. But first, before I get to my fantastic guest that I actually have Skyping in today... I got to tell you about my Patreon. Basically, it's how I make money for the podcast. And um, if you're a listener and want to throw me a couple bucks in support, uh, also, there is some fantastic bonus content for you. I do solo mini episodes. I do um, fetish content. You can have photo sets. You can have clips. I do audio erotica. Basically, I used to be an erotic author, and um, I'm using some of my old stories, and I'm recording them for my Patreons. So if any of that interests you, or again, you just want to uh, support the artist, that sort of a thing, you can do so at patreon.com slash thebedpostshow. But without further ado, I'm surprised I've never thought to interview this person before now, because they are literally in my ears, like every, you know, few days when they come out with an episode. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised you did. You were like, you should be on my show. And I was like, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you were surprised for some reason. I'm like, how are you surprised? <laughs> so anyways, yes, this is yeah. this is everyone. This is lexual romance. Hey. Hey. I, you know what I think it is is that I kind of just showed up like really under the radar on the show and I just like suddenly was like, on the cover of it and then he was like you should be on the cover you're on the show and I was like oh um sure yeah okay I was like I didn't realize I guess I've never it's just that one of those things you, I've just been working on and then I was like oh I didn't realize that I'm actually doing something <laughs> even though we've been doing it and the podcast is of course off the cuffs off, off the cuffs off the cuffs the king of DSM podcast that's technically the full name so With- Colon. Oh, oh my. I like a colon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how did you ever so subtly creep into being a co-host of Off the Cuffs? Uh, it's wild. Um, I was a listener, actually. I, I had a friend who, like, showed me the show, and I was like, this is good shit. This is early on when I was kind of just getting into the kink community. And so somehow I ended up listening, and I basically started talking to Dick, Dick Wound, uh, who runs the show, who you've had on the show, your show before. Um, But yeah, we started talking, and I was kind of in a place where I was like about to make some change. I was like, oh, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like sick of my job right now, blah, blah, blah. I was thinking about going back to school um, for like to finish my old art degree. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I started talking to Dick, and we like, had a relationship and I decided actually just to move out here and work with him on the show. Um, it like made more sense for me to do that than like put myself in more debt just to be poor again. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, Oh, well I really like the, um, the, the work that you're doing. Like the show really resonated with me and it, um, it helped. Like I learned a lot from it. Like from listening to off the cuffs, I started a local munch in, um, in my community back, I used to live like three hours from here. Um, and so I started a bunch back there. I think it even, it's still running too. Um, nice. yeah, which is kind of neat. So, uh, I think I just really wanted to be part of something that, um, I believed in for once, you know, and I was like, <laughs> doing is good. So I really like, wasn't on the show for, I like kind of just was sitting in on the show for a long time. And then, I just sort of got mic'd up because (laughs) we had, we, he had like the audio engineer, um, his friend, uh, and he had like a lot of stuff going on in his life. So I ended up kind of doing, sitting in at the computer and like doing that job. And then I started just like piping in more and like giving a different perspective. And now my job on the show is to sum up 
all of the convoluted ideas that they uh, come up with, <laughs> the things that they talk about for 30 minutes, and I'll explain it in one or two sentences. <laughs> yeah. And he'll look at me like, yeah, that's exactly what I've been trying to say for the past 20 minutes. Thanks. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> so as far as, like, your perspective, what what is your unique perspective that you offer on the show? I mean, I guess I'm like... Where are you coming from as far as kink goes? As far as kink goes, I'm, I'm pretty new to... I mean, I guess I'm not super new to kink, but I'm I'm relatively new to kink. You know, the two of them had been practicing for years, either privately or publicly. Um, and I've been in kink for maybe, I don't know, four or five years, if I would have to guess. Um, and I'm also, like, much younger than them. I'm, like, also a woman. So, like, it's it's a definitely um, a younger... I'm younger and hipper, you know, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> but um, I do still feel like a spring chicken sometimes. Why is that? Because uh, four, four to five years, that's like, that's a good amount of experience. That's true. I mean, because I think I, before Dick, I never really had a solid like partner who was into kink. It's weird because like I had a long-term relationship. Um, it was like a six or seven year relationship from like my senior year in high school till when I was like 24, 25. And that was, like, a monogamous relationship for the most part until the end where we started, like, kind of opening it up. But because of that, I didn't really, like, I was, like, not naughty in high school. Like, basically, I, I didn't do anything, like, <laughs> slutty or, like, interesting until I was in my mid-20s. And so I was kind of, like, once I was single, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I don't know how to meet people or whatever. And that's when I started, like, dabbling in kink and, like, going to munches and meeting people. Um, but because I had, like, no experience, I I met a lot of shitheads, and, like, I, yeah. like, I had some, like, kind of shitty experiences. Like, luckily, I'm, like, good, and I've learned from a lot of shit, but, um, you know, I, f- I feel in comparison to them, my kink and sexuality is still, like, very much developing. I think, um, I think we all are like that, though, dependent on you know, however much experience you have, like, you can, I feel like you can never stop learning. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, But that is, that is an an interesting point that you come up with, like, uh, as a woman being a newbie in the kink community, you are like, like, the the crows are descending upon you to, like, take advantage of your, of your, yes. Yeah, I had a bit of that. I had some, like, run-ins with, like, some high-profile offenders, like, Ooh. earlier on in my day, too. So, like, it was kind of a a rude awakening. So I, I, I had to work through a lot of um, stuff, and now I feel like I'm confident in, like, the way I... I'm confident in, like, looking for partners and finding people, but I think there's still part of me that I'm like, I'm not 100% what I always want in kink like uh, that's what I mean like I still feel like I don't uh, always know like I'm not like yes I'm 100% a rope person or like uh, I'm a dom or I'm an impact person you know I wouldn't consider myself any of those things I'm kind of just like a curious switch yeah Uh, I mean same (laughs) I'm a curious switch who uh, is into like everything yeah so, okay, if I had to ask you, Lexual Romance, about your spider bite, your radioactive yeah, you spider bite into kink. You have to do it to me. Because <laughs> I don't think I've heard it. Oh, that's a good question. I guess it's like a lot Thank of Thank you. I thought of it myself. Oh, you're so clever. <laughs> cool I think it's a lot of, like, subtle things throughout my youth that like I think for a while I was kind of like oh somebody introduced me to this and that's kind of like what my kink was because like I when I was in a long-term relationship my partner was sort of curious about kink and um they were we started getting into like some I started exploring kink with them but it never felt right like the things we were doing because they were a bottom and then there was a lot of things where they uh it turned out to be like gender things for them Mm. um so like that was really at, at that point I never really identified like as a kinkster or really understood like what was good about kink um but once I kind of got out on my own I think 
what was it? I had like, um, I can't remember specific events that really like led to me like joining the kink community. But like, since I've been doing it, I keep remembering like weird shit from my youth. I'm like, well, I remember like we're, I, I was talking about this the other day when we were recording an episode just last night, actually, I was like, um, I remember watching Jessica Jones, like, with my ex, and being like, this shit, like, is hot, and, you know, it wasn't something I was like, ooh, this is really hot, like, actively, but in my, like, back here, I was definitely into it, um, and then I thought back more and more, and I remember, like, I can't remember any specific movies, but I just remember, like, seeing movies when I was younger of, like, scenes where, like, tough men are being tortured like being really into that yes um, i uh i recently retweeted a tweet of yours <laughs> like let, let me read it verbatim <laughs> because <laughs> it's it. so perfect okay <laughs> it says <laughs> my kink is being attracted to male celebrities and trying to find movies where they are brutally tortured <laughs> it's true and i would have to say that's probably like my that's like some my earliest like kink shit is that yeah which I also like I definitely remember playing like a lot of doctor as a kid yeah yeah that I definitely had a lot of like pet play like kid and play stuff like I I was very imaginative as a child (laughs) I was very into like role play and shit like that I've been jerking off for literally as long as I can remember. Like, I have no instance in my life where I was like, this is when I started touching myself and thought it was good. It's like, I don't have any re- memory of me not knowing that. Yeah. Um, so, so I don't know. I just think, yeah, it's just a stack of stuff. And then, and now being on the podcast, I'm like, every week, I'm like, oh, remember that? Interesting. <laughs> All kinds of memories are resur- resurfacing. <laughs> All the time, I'm sure. I I mentioned a specific one semi-recently where I was like, remember in The Rescuers Down Under where, like, they had these animals and children, like, locked up in cages? And I just remember being, like, so, like, transfixed by that and just, like, thinking about it as a kid. And now, like, it makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Cages are fun. They are. (laughs) We need a cage in our home when we have the space. (laughs) Yeah. Luckily, we have, like, multiple cages at Ritual Chamber now. It's very fun. We used to just have, like, the one under one play bench, but now we have, like, this full, like, king-size or even bigger, like, bondage bed with a full cage underneath it. So you can throw, like, six people in this cage comfortably. It's huge. I I really want to visit Ritual Chamber someday. I would also love you to do that. Bring me, I mean, you bring me into that medical room and I'm fucking done. (laughs) Yes, so this is a kink that we both have in common. Tell me the nuances uh, behind, like, your interest in MedFet. I think it ultimately comes down to um, power play. Mm -hmm. I think the majority of kink that I'm interested in ultimately comes down to, like, power play and, like, how it's played out in scenarios with whatever shit, like... I'm not the kind of person who's like, oh, just hit me. Like, I just like to be hit. Like, I, I mean, a little bit, but, like, if I'm being hit in the, under the context of something. Yeah, like why am more, I being hit is more interesting yeah, exactly. to me. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm being hit because you're, um, I don't know, a monster who kidnapped me. Um, so something like that. But for medical stuff, I think the power dynamic of, like, having a, some like having a doctor be like oh I'm gonna do this to you like I think medical situations being in like a doctor's office or a hospital things like that is all like a very vulnerable position Mm -hmm. I think I think that just like I'm really drawn to like I'm really drawn to places that are just naturally really vulnerable like that that's hot to me um and so like that makes sense that I'm like oh I'm interested in the doctor's office and like and and then you be using that position of vulnerability to like kind of fuck with you um <laughs> it's really hot um uh, to like get to fuck with you to like make you like embarrassed like shame mm-hmm. i i don't know if i'm it's weird because when i talk about like talking about humiliation play mm-hmm. when you say humiliation play to me that doesn't that i'm, I'm not like yo humiliation play but when you say like embarrassment I'm like that one which 
Which you would think is the same thing, but, like, it weirdly feels different in my mind. So, like, the thought of, like, being... I, th- I agree. I think those are totally separate, by the yeah. way. Yeah. You know what I think? I, and this, I've been, like, mulling this over for a long time, but, like, I had a, I had a male doctor for a long time mm-hmm. in my youth. Like, and in growing into puberty, and I remember having, like, my first, like, um, pelvic exam by my male doctor. Mm-hmm. And that felt like kind of weird to me. I was like, it was a kind of position where I'm like, I'm trying to be comfortable with this because you're a doctor, but it like ultimately isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and maybe that's some of like what's translated to me being like that discomfort in the situation. And I'm like, what would that feel like if you push it further? If, you know, I was being restrained or, you know, you were doing like, you were like hurting me or like, you know, now you're putting a speculum and then now you're doing some other weird shit. You know, I'm kind of interested in all those ideas, Um, though. I am afraid of needles. Like, I'm super afraid of needles. Like, actually, yeah. Like, I have a serious phobia, um, and it's not the kind of phobia where, like, I pass out, but the kind of thing that, like, if I'm, like, they're, like, okay, you're not, you need to get your blood done right now, like, my whole body is tense, and, like, mm. it's the kind of stuff where I don't know how to, to be not tense in that situation. I'm, like, I can't calm my body down, um, but I have thought a lot about, I have thought a lot about finding, uh, trying needle play as a way to like get over it yes definitely I, I'm I taking a an intro to needle play uh workshop uh tomorrow tomorrow Saturday yeah tomorrow at noon I'm taking an intro to needle play because yeah. same thing I like I'm so into doctor patient role play but I don't have mm-hmm. like for instance like I don't have a lot of experience with like knife play or needle play or suturing or anything like that so I'm like very interested of like acquiring these fine skills so I can take that role play that much further you know what I mean yes yeah yeah I think that how I'm thinking about needle play as a way to try to get over my needle phobia yeah it has to do with what I was saying about um power play and I feel that in the correct, in the right, like, power dynamic, or if I have a top who, like, I can totally have such deep trust for, um, that can push me into, like, a space where I can do way more, which is, like, why, like, if I have, like, if uh, someone's hitting me under power play situation, I'm going to be able to take three times more pain. Yep. Like, it's just about the headspace, and so I've been thinking a lot about, like, what if I had that situation like if I had a top where I really trusted could I flip it so rather than being extremely terrifying that's like well that's extremely terrifying but also hot now um and Mm. that's something I've never done that's something I've thought a lot about um so we'll see I'd be I'd be very interested to hear about that because like that's something I do talk about a lot like in my practice is like how kink can be healing and cathartic and all of those things right like as you know beyond just being like stimulating you physically and sexually um Mm -hmm. that it has you know it has a lot of depth and a lot of potential to like do a lot more if you are approaching it from that headspace you know yeah. But that said, I don't have a lot of experience, like, say, like, say, uh, actually having a specific trauma in my life uh, or a specific fear in my life and using kink to overcome it. So I don't really yeah. have, like, you know, firsthand experience with this. I, like, uh, being a facilitator, yes. Mm-hmm. Other than just, like, the general fears around, like, content warning rape <laughs> around around rape <laughs> um that you we all have as like femmes you know other than stuff like that and how it makes me feel to do like con non-con play yeah um I don't I can't say I've tackled a specific fear with kink yeah. I don't know if I have either I have a we have a partner who is like going to school to be a nurse right now so I'm mm-hmm. like I'm, like, looking at her, I'm, like, you know you're on the fucking, you might be this person, and she was, like, okay, maybe. (laughs) Um, So, we'll see. I don't know. But uh, medical play is just really hot. The porn I've been looking into most recently is, like, speculum stuff. Yes. I want to do a scene. We haven't done this, but I really want to do 
a medical scene where like I've like someone uses speculum on me and mm -hmm. also like a wand vibrator or something like that. Be like, let's see if we can get you off while you're wearing this. Mm -hmm. uh, I really want to do that. Uh, I actually started, I started writing an erotica. Uh, it's only, it's not done, but I started writing like a medical erotica because I was like, just thinking about it a lot. Um, I should probably finish it at some point, but I sent it to our friend and she was like, this is great. Our friend who's like really into, um, like erotica and fan fiction and stuff like that. So yeah, I should like, send you some of my medical erotica. I've written a bunch for sure. Um, so yeah. hot. Uh, recently, I just realized um, someone brought to my attention that the plural of speculum, um, it can be speculums, but it can also be specula. Specula. Specula okay. is a plural of speculum. Sure. <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, my friend has like a horse speculum. So we like, uh, you know, we to varying degrees have experimented with that. It's so enormous. But like yeah. <laughs> just the idea of using this like ginormous speculum is like very hot. Yeah, I have one that's like metal. I just have a standard metal yeah. one. I haven't really used it much, uh, but like every once in a while I'll be like just like masturbating or whatever. And I'll be like, maybe I'll use this. Yeah. Uh, you know what I think? I I think I'm trying to figure it out about like speculum things very specifically that I'm into, and I think it's the same thing um, that I was mentioning about vulnerability. Because I'm like, oh, you're like spreading open yeah. this hole, and now like you're even more vulnerable. And I think it's just like taking it as I like the vulnerability taken as far as possible, and that's just an, an another way to do it. Yeah. Like for me, yeah. metal, I'm not into metal. I'm into like, you know, if it's metal, but it's like coated in silicone, then I'm down. But for me, it's too pinchy. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but some people love pinchy. I have a friend that like, she literally likes getting just her cervix like stabbed. <laughs> All right. Or like e-stim directly on her cervix. Like, you know, uh, or oh, specifically like, yes, a lot of... Cutting I mean, and stabbing, and I could hook you two up. Yes, I definitely yeah, could. <laughs> I, could talk about it. I could introduce you to, yeah. So, what other kinks do you generally practice, like kind of on the regular? What are your go to fantasies and kinks? Well, it depends on topping and bottoming. Bottoming, I really like. I like getting face slapped a lot, um, specifically by Dick at this point, because I think that one's like. I haven't really, I don't think I've been slapped by anybody else. And I'm like, that was one of the things that was weird. Cause I was like, originally this was a hard limit. And then like, I started doing it and I was like, no, this is great. This is actually maybe my favorite. <laughs> That's interesting. That's interesting from going from a hard limit to one of your favorite kinks. Yeah. How do you think that happened? I don't know. How did that happen? I don't know how that happened. I'm looking at him like he's going to tell me. You can weigh you can weigh in if you want, Dick. You uh, well, I mean, you just you asked me to do it and I was like and I was like, "What?" Cuz cuz mm -hmm. that was like a thing that you originally were like, yeah. "No, don't ever do this." And I was like, you know, just like in our in our like, "Will you won't you negotiations when we first started playing." Yeah. And you were like, "I don't like this, I don't like that," you know. And then I don't remember, like, how far into the relationship it was, but I remember you were just like, hey, like, can you just, like, hit me in the face? And I was like, uh, why? I thought you were like, like, and, and you were like, I just want to see. And I did, and you, and I remembered you were just like, you just had the, you, you were like, Ugh. I think I got really dopey really Yeah, quickly. you got, like, real dumb. Like, you were like, you were like, wait. No, but, wait, yeah, what just happened? And then, and then you were like. All right, do that again. <laughs> yeah, this is real funny. Like, face laughing is that the I think the thing that I found so far that puts me in subspace the quickest. Mm -hmm. That and like Instantly. and like being grabbed in the face. Oh, like, I love that. Yeah, I love being grabbed in the face. Yeah. Yeah, and I like doing that to people too as a top. Um, so I really like that. Um, and other things I bought them to, I guess like heavy like nipple torture Ooh. is something so like what what with like what types of devices might you use on your nipples well we have like a shit ton of regular clothes pins um 
We have some, like, binder clips. We don't even use, like, normal nipple clamps. We use, like, crazy ones. There's a pair of nipple clamps that we got from the stock room that's, like, a claw. So you, like, kind of push it through, and it's, like, a little claw. I don't know if I've, you've seen those. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's like, it, it's, like, a little claw that just, like, when you let go, it, it brings it up, and it's sharp as fuck. Um, and... Um, I love those. <laughs> they're like, they're great. I show them to people for the shock value. They're like, you fucking like that? And I'm like, yeah, it's great. Um, they're fun. And what's really fun about those too, which I find super interesting is putting them on your nipple. And then we have like a strong, like bullet vibrator that mm-hmm. you can position in such a way. And the vibration goes through, like it goes like right through your nerves because like the metals, like, crimping your nerves you know so it's really cool um i like that any kind of rough nipple play i'm really into um because i have nipples of steel or something yeah sounds like it i have my nipples are fucking i people have watched me get nipple play done and they're like what the fuck yeah (laughs) that's that's amazing i i like i used to work in sex toy retail right so I'm not into like extreme nipple torture. Like I'd, I'd say more like nipple play, moderate nipple play. I'm cool with, but like yeah. nipple torture, not for me. But like when I used to work in sex toy retail, I'd one of the most common things that people would come in and ask is like people that were extreme nipple torture fetishists. And they would be like, my doctor told me that I can't, clamp shit on my nipples anymore that I like shouldn't like oh no so what can I do that's like a workaround because they're like I've fucked up my nipples essentially like oh my god (laughs) so I would just be like yeah I'm like first of all wow uh second of all like I I guess I'd what I'd recommend is like nipple suckers at that point you know if you can't actually clamp something directly on your nipple yeah, suck it kind of around, so it's still giving that, like, pressure and that pull and that tension, but you're not yeah. actually, like, um, potentially damaging the surface of, like, your nipple or areola or whatever. And don't don't use a nipple sucker if you have any, like, scabs or whatever, because you got your nipples fucked up a few days ago, because mm-hmm. then they'll start to bleed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, like, if you're not into blood being everywhere, don't do it. I've done, I've made that mistake. And I was like, huh, I wonder if this is bad. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I've actually, weirdly enough, like people are like clover clamps are so rough. And then other people I know, they're like, eh, whatever. I don't give a shit about clover clamps, but I played with somebody once and they fucked me up with a pair of clover clamps. So, um, can you describe those for people who aren't familiar with the clover clamp? I don't really know how to describe it. It's like, it's not just like a simple pinch. It's kind of like a, it looks contraption-y. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a professional. Uh, it, it, like, I don't know, because sometimes you see it as like Japanese nipple clover clamp, like advertised. So it's just a little bit less, it looks a little more complicated, but it does the same thing. It's just harder somehow. Mm-hmm through um gears or something <laughs> I love that. I am a professional kingster uh, <laughs> you know um yeah, that's the shit I like I'm not like a I'm not like a person who's like a pain slut typically um mm-hmm. but like but like nipple like pain like that's the kind of stuff that would get me off like I played with somebody once um, doing um, electro, which I also really like. I just don't do it very often. But I played with a violet wand with somebody once, and they were like shocking my nipples, and I was like, "You could turn that up. Oh, <laughs> just turn it up." Um, but, so it was so sensitive, and like days later, it was still really sensitive. And my friend was like sucking on my nipple, and I was like, "I wonder if I could get off this way," because like, I, and I didn't in that moment. But like, I'm, I, I feel like that's an avenue I need to explore. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I love how you're like, I'm not, I'm not a pain slut, but also you're like, I would like the hardest type of stimulation on my nipples, please. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not a pain slut except for my nipples, I guess. Yeah, it's it's pretty specific to that. Um, Amazing. Okay, what we should do actually at this point is take a quick little break. 
and then we'll come back and we've got a shit ton more to talk about. We've got so much to talk about. So, yeah. okay, let's shut down for just a moment and we'll be right back with Lectual Romance. Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, Oasis Aqua Lounge is a water-themed sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. Oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Check them out at their website, oasisaqualounge.com. Unicorn Collaborators is the local leather business of two queer unicorns. They specialize in luxurious and colorful harnesses for all body types, and even craft non-conventional ones for your thigh, fist, or foot. Check them out at their Etsy shop under Unicorn Collaborators. Lovecrafters Toys is a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that makes weird and wonderful dildos in the shape of tentacles, unicorn horns, mermaid tails, and more. Their high-quality silicone is hand-poured right here in Toronto. Check out their Etsy shop at Lovecrafters Toys. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Bed Post Podcast. I'm here with the lovely Lectual Romance via Skype. Hey! Hello, hello. And okay, we we have a couple fun things to talk about. You and I have started Night Flirt like over the past, like a few months ago. Is that accurate for you as well? Um, actually, I realized, I think I've been doing Night Flirt for about a year now. Oh damn, congrats, amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it surprises me too. Because <laughs> I, it's I don't think I was always like um, super active in it, so yeah. I've been trying really to do better, mostly because I'm broke as hell. Um, yes, but you know. <laughs> so yeah, um, night flirt. You can do phone stuff, phone sex, phone domination, phone whatever, and then you can oh. also do sexting, texting domination, chatting, yeah. chatting that way, right? Yeah, so I really like Night Flirt, actually, because um, sometimes I have people who will just talk to me through text, and I think that works really well for me, because, like, the way I grew up, like, I was the kind of person who was on instant messaging all the time as a teenager, like, that's what I did, I did, like, you know, role play or whatever, like, sexting through instant messaging when I was younger, so it, like, makes sense. It's easy for me to do. Um, I like it because you can double task, too. You can be watching a show and doing it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You can be doing anything or at your vanilla day job. <laughs> sometimes. Um, but I like it. I think I started because I was like, oh, I really want to try this. I, I'm, I was really curious about the idea of pro-doming. And, um, and I was like, oh, you know, I haven't really been a top for very long. Um, I haven't really been doing it for very long or, um, so I figured it would actually be a way for me to kind of stretch that muscle a little bit. Uh, like learn different ways to talk to people, different ways to like, I thought it because, um, as a top, I've always had trouble being like vocal and being like, um, like dirty talk and things like that um, because it just stresses me out kind of like being on like uh, like what am I saying it stresses me out um, having to like be put um, on the spot kind of thing yeah a little bit it feels a lot like improv and I'm not I never not very good at improv yeah Uh, and I'm not I don't consider myself naturally a top for the most part like I'm a switch but I think I'm a I'm a bottom leaning like i I am more comfortable in a bottom role typically, but not to say that I don't enjoy doing like top stuff. Um, I think it's just easier. Uh, but that said, I really enjoy being a top, like part of like when, um, Dick and I like started dating, like I kind of was like teasing him as a top and like things like that. Like, you know, I would send him pictures of my feet or do other naughty things, 
Um, so I'm like, I'm into that. Um, and I'm into, and like I said, like, I like watching men being tortured, you know, and that sort of <laughs> translates. Um, but I've had a lot of fun with Night Flirt. Um, I've met some like cool people. I've like, I've like learned about different like kinks a little bit that are really fascinating. Like I've met somebody who, one of my favorite clients who I've been talking to for a long time on and off, um, who's really into like being unmasked as um superhero oh my god amazing delightful he's delightful and I don't want to talk too much because like you know I just like a client of mine I don't want to talk all about his business yeah but he's a lot of like that all of that's a lot of fun like finding like the unique niche kink um people have like anytime people are like hey I have this weird kink can I talk about it and I'm like yes please do yeah like that's all that's what I want um so uh, I mean, and I don't make a ton of money from it, like, depending on, like, my availability. Um, yeah. But I really, I really dig it. And I started, I've started making clips now, so you can buy some clips on, mm-hmm. on my Night Flirt, too. Um, and I'm starting to do custom videos. Um, so I, I like it a lot. I, I like being able to practice being a dom yeah. online. And people seem to like it too. Um, and I, I, you know, I like a lot about texting with people too for a long time. Like I do, I do phone calls as well. But what I like a lot about texting is that sometimes I get to like know people well. Um, and then, you know, as a kinkster, the more you know about someone, the better your play is. So yeah, totally. Yeah. So you've got a lot of regulars that you've kind of accumulated over the past year. Um, a few. The interesting thing about the way Night Flirt works is that you'll hear from somebody for maybe a week and then they disappear for like three months and then maybe they'll come back and they'll be like, Oh my God, mistress, I'll do all this stuff. There's a, the, the difference I think is a, a lot of people's fantasy is like, Oh, I'm going to be like your slave, your submissive, your pet. I'm going to be your thing and I'm going to serve you. And I can't wait to serve you all the time with all of my energy. And then an hour later they're gone. Yeah. So you never, you don't have the follow through. I, I personally don't have anybody um, who is an active, like, submissive, even though there's some people who, like, I was, like, I would entertain the idea of, like, doming you more regularly, you know, for a financial, you know, trade, because, like, I don't really have the time or energy for, like, a, you know, a regular submissive, um, but, like, you know, as a pro-dom, like, I'm down with that setting, like, um the right boundaries and all that stuff that that's fun and that's cool for me. Um, but I haven't had anybody really, um, like stick through for a while. There was somebody who was paying me weekly for a while. I haven't heard from him in a while. That doesn't mean he won't come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get it. People have, um, you know, people have, uh, life goes on or, yep. you know, people, preferences change or their you know novelty wears off or whatever. So yeah, some people just like to see the new person, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I experienced that for sure when I came on as the new house dom for Ritual Chamber. Like, I had a, mm. a lot of regulars that were regulars of other, the other doms in the house wanting to, like, meet the new person and try out the new person. And, you know, just for the novelty of, like, ooh, a new girl <laughs> or whatever, yeah. right? And actually, I got, like, a bit of, like imposter syndrome a bit later when like that rush was gone from me being new so it's like okay say it's like six months in at this point I'm not really the new girl on the scene anymore I wonder if I have any appeal beyond that you know yeah I definitely get that that's that's something that um happens I think in a lot of not a lot but like certain sex work mediums like like when I I started, uh, I did like a little bit of camming when I was younger. Like when I was still in my old relationship, I started camming a little bit. And you know, when you're a new cam girl, it tells everybody that you're a new cam girl and you get a lot of people. But um, the thing about that, sometimes I think people don't realize is that you need to capitalize that on that immediately. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be new forever. And this is, you know, where your best chance is finding like at least some semi-regular people. I don't think it works the same on Night Flirt. I don't know, you know, it's a lot of like, depending on how much you bid for a, an advertising spot is where you're getting seen, um, and how much you're online and this and that. Yeah. For Um, me, like I don't use, I don't use the ads on Night Flirt or whatever. Like what, what 
has tended to be my clients is like that they're already Twitter followers of mine. Yeah. So they already know me and like me and probably want to send me tribute or, or talk with me or, or something in some way. Like they already do desire to do that, but maybe they're nowhere near Toronto. So yeah. what's, I, what's been happening with me is I'll post it on Twitter and then someone will either call me or text me and be like, I'm a, t- I follow you on Twitter. Oh my God, huge fan. And then that's where it, that's where I get the um, clients from. Yeah. I actually don't really have any night floor clients that are from either like the show or like Twitter or anything like from my social media, interesting. which I find interesting. The majority, I mean, everybody I've spoken to has just been like night flirt traffic specifically. So, I mean, if people want to talk to me from the show, I like that. Cause then they already kind of know me a little bit. Yeah. Um, that's fun. Um, yeah, I get people that like, even when I like book, like in like a, a client that comes into ritual chamber, like a lot of times they're like, I listen to your podcast and I'm like, Oh yay. Like, I like that. I'm, I'm totally, I love that actually. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. Cause then they, at least you'd think they know a little bit about you and how to do how, how stuff goes. It's yeah. cool. I like, I would love to do pro doming. I would love to have like the time and the space to do so. I mean, I sort of have the time now, but I don't really have a space, um, mm-hmm. nor like, you know, a mentor or anything like that out here. Mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to maybe go check out a space in the city, but that's like, two hours for me, you know, or, you know, depending on the, the commute, an hour or two hours. And some, I don't, I just don't know if that's financially going to be worth it. Yeah. But I don't know. I like, I like it. And I also like, there's this part of me that like, I've never been super feminine and I've never been like super overtly sexual throughout my life. Like I've always been kind of like a tomboy, like kind of hippie kid. And now that I'm like, I'm kind of coming into uh, more open sexuality and more like tapping into a more feminine side of myself a little bit. I, I like, there's always been like that thing in culture. Where it's like, Oh, a pretty woman can get whatever she wants, which is like true and untrue. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but I've always wanted to like harness that energy to be like, Oh, I'm like beautiful and you want to like suck my toes and you'll do anything I say there's something about that, like being a dom and like being able to command that type of um, control and energy, which is, is really fun and cool to me. And I'm glad that I can sort of do that. Um, and I'd love to do that more in person. Um, should my life allow it at some point, you know? No, that's amazing. That's, that's very interesting how you're talking about like this kind of idea of the high femme dominatrix, like, Uh and the power that like she has, Um, and it's just kind of interesting how, yeah, I both like use that and I both kind of rebel against that at the same time. So it's like kind of that balance and kind of figuring out where my authentic like personality lies in this kind of role that you're expected to play. Right. Yeah, definitely get that. Especially because myself, like I'm like goofy as hell. Me too. I'm like a weird nerd. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, a, just like goofy and like clumsy and all this stuff. And I think th- being able to like embody like a confident, sexy woman who can get a man to do whatever she wants, like you know, just taking on that energy feels really nice. Yeah. Uh, and being able to be like, oh yeah, I can, I can do that. I can do that and also be like a bumbling, like yes. weirdo. Yes, totally. So. Yeah. I'm like, yes, yeah, for me, I'm like naturally very playful um, I want to have fun. That's like the main reason I'm there is like, yeah. so I'm going to be like laughing most of the time. I'm yeah. going to be teasing and playing with you and flirting. And I can do this severe dom thing that I'm kind of, you yeah. know, that, that if that's requested and, you know, if that's the idea that people have about dominatrices, like is just a super stern thing I can do that but you know I, I I find a lot I get a lot more out of it if I'm like more it's something more authentic to me where it's like falls in that playful arena yeah I think I definitely as I'm sort of figuring out who I am as a dom slash as a top I I feel very similar like I am goofy and I like to laugh like I at Test Fest this year I have a play partner who like I strung up 
uh, outside and beat the shit out of him. Um, and it was great. And I used like the crop with the heart on it. So I just left a bunch of hearts all over him and I was laughing the whole time. And he was like, it was so much fun because you were like giggling and laughing and like that kind of like added to the humiliation of it and all that yeah, stuff. And I yeah. was like, Oh, that's cool. Um, because I don't feel like I'm like a very like confident, strong, dumb, but like when I'm like having fun and like smacking you around and laughing, like that's still, um, that's still big dumb energy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, which is, which is cool that I can do that. Um, yeah, I have a, I have a play friend, uh, play partner, play partner, play friend. I was going to say, um, <laughs> sh- sure. She's my play friend. Um, and she like love, she's such a pain slut. Like she just can fucking take it. It's really impressive actually. So there's this one toy that she like hates, like hate loves. It's like this stingy ass fucking like flogger, but they're like little silicone things. So it's like being hit with like 10 different silicone whips. Like it's real nasty. And each one has like a nod at the end, like a heart kind of a like a textured bit at the end. Like it's a really intensely stingy, annoying as fuck toy. Like it's terrible. (laughs) The absolute worst. I'm already laughing just thinking about it. Like I, and to hit her with that, I am apparently, I just like, I'm a nonstop bundle of giggles because I, it's so cruel. And I'm just like, (laughs) it's so cruel that I find it so funny um yeah (laughs) and anytime I like dom her like say it's a play party or something if I'm doming her with that toy and I'm just like giggling maniacally the entire time I'm literally like no one else are is gonna want me to dom them tonight and she's like or everyone is and I'm like oh yeah I guess so (laughs) like (laughs) yeah I love that yes playful dumb energy totally yes (laughs) 2020 that's what we're doing that's what we're doing okay with the time that we have left you're you also are really getting into sex blogging so you're getting toys you're reviewing them what's going on with that tell me so yeah it was something I sort of like I was thinking about like what I could do to help um like boost the show and build the show like and we had the website we weren't really doing anything with. It was just like a website, you know, for off the cuffs. Um, and I was like, we should put a blog on there. And he was like, uh, Dick was like, well, you know, I don't have the time to run a blog, you know, like I'm doing this whole thing, but if you want to run it, go for it. And I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. Um, and I had, I like basically wrote a review or two for something that I had, like a toy that I had won in like a contest. Mm -hmm. Um, so I wrote a review for that, and then we there was somebody who I was a mutual with on um, on Twitter, Betty Butch, who has been writing reviews um, for some years, and their blog is really good, and you should check it out. Um, but they sent us something. They were like, "Oh, we got these like bunch of random toys, and like I don't have time to review them." Also, like it's not like they directly act; they just sent me stuff. So I was like, "Okay, I'll take it." Um, and then I just started like reaching out to people some companies to do reviews or advertising with them. And they're like, well, you know, we can set you up as a reviewer and uh, try that. And I, I've been, I've just been doing that. And it's, it's been really cool. Cause I've been like, I mean, I, I'm looking at dildos all the time <laughs> in my life. I'm always looking at sex toys. I'm always like reading different people's blogs and like keeping in a track of new stuff. Like I'm just, I'm always, I've been doing that already. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh, well let's give it a shot. And it's still something I feel like I'm rather new at, even though I've been doing it for probably like at least six months now. And it's been, it's been cool. It's been fun to try out a lot of different stuff, which I, you know, financially wouldn't have the means to do otherwise. Um, do you have any favorite toys? Favorite toys that you've reviewed? There's, Probably the Square Peg Mel, which is a it's a dildo by um, Square Peg Toys, and I got it from She Vibe. Um, it's super squishy, really pretty big. It's great. We just got some toys from Hanky's Toys that I'm gonna review that I'm like in love with. They're beautiful. They're huge and daunting. Um, I got like a large tentacle, which was maybe a huge mistake, um, but like, I love it. Um, it's so beautiful. Large um, tentacle, larger mistake. Yeah, and like a giant gold dildo, which I sent you a picture of the other day, yeah. but the mistake is now that I need a, a heftier strap on, uh, <laughs> 
because I put it, I put the tentacle and the strap on, and it just, it did this. Yeah. It just, it's not strong enough. Um, <laughs> I tried that. a uh, bad dragon dildo for the first time. Those things are, like, every design, even the smaller sizes, they're yeah. heavy and massive. Yes, like, I love that. Oh yeah. yeah, so it was good. I, I wore it with my Aslan Aslan leather harness, which is a pretty hefty mm-hmm. harness. So that worked out pretty well. But I was like very yeah. impressed by like how big and heavy these dildos yeah. were. Yeah. Um I also really like a toy that I didn't I, I I didn't get this toy from for review, but like a friend of mine entered a contest on Instagram and it was like a, a womanizer starlet too for you and your friend and she won it and got it shipped to me um and so i've been using that and it's really interesting because air pulse toys are things that i like was like eh, whatever like i've gotten off with an air pulse toy like a long time ago like i had a friend with who had one yeah um but yeah, I, I have the I satisfier like, huh if you have I, have, satisfier. I have the satisfier yeah it's pretty good yeah yeah, I think my friend had the, a womanizer, and, like, I remember when I got off, he was, like, fingering me, I think, at the same time, mm-hmm. and when I got off, I had an instant, like, extremely sharp pain in my head, because this has <laughs> happened to me every once in a while when I come, and I think it, I don't know if it has something to do with hydration or, like, tension, um, but, like, I get, like, a sharp, sharp pain to my head, like, the contraction of the muscles, I guess, just goes all the way up, Interesting. and then... It's it's a it's pain. So some every once in a while I'll get off and I'll be like oh and he's like what's wrong and I'm like oh I just got a really sharp headache. Um, so that happened the first time I got off with one. So I've always been like skeptical about them. But I've been using this and I'm like charging this toy every day. And I was, it, I, it was crazy because I went from being like eh. I don't get it to being like, oh no, this is the best thing I have. Yeah, it's um, it's funny. Definitely. I like um I I've always kind of not liked dual vibrators, so one that has like you know an internal arm and an external yeah. arm. I've never been a fan because I've I don't know. I'm like how how is it supposed to measure correctly? How is it supposed yeah. to? You were, all our bodies are different. How is this gonna hit my G spot and my clit all at the same time? Yeah. And, like, it's just a grab bag. I better just use a dildo and an external vibe. That'll just be better. But I got one that I reviewed from Adore You. It's the Bella. And, oh, Lord, like, going from, honestly, I used to work in sex sex toy retail and, like, specifically telling people not to buy dual vibes to now using this toy like every fi- it's my my main toy i you use now send me a link because i want to see that i, I will actually i had the same thing happen to me i've never like i've never been in, i i think i tried like i knew somebody who had one and used it on me once and i was like it's fine but it's it's the same thing and um i got one from this company plus one we just did an advertising like thing with them and we're doing an ad and all that it's it's like a really soft it's all silicone and this is a, this company's like selling their toys in like Walmart and like oh. and Target. Oh. Yeah, which is pretty fucking cool and fun. Um but I got this they sent me some stuff to try and you know it's a dual vibe. It's like relatively, you know, it's pink, it's silicone, it's waterproof, but it's very um very soft and movable. Mm-hmm. And I used it and I was like this is great. What am I like it was really good, and I, and I was very I was very surprised by that because I had never really like I had the same idea. I was like, it's it's there's can't be a way where this can do both things great, and it's like one of the like that's the one I go to if I'm like, oh, I want to jerk off, but I have like I'm very low energy or I just want to get off easily or whatever. Like that's the one I use. Yeah, yeah, so. it's interesting. Like because. I never thought I would be a good sex toy reviewer because I thought I had such narrow interests as far as sex toys go. Like I've always been very sex toy loyal. Like I've used like the same two toys my entire life. And I'm like, I only like these two toys. So, you know, and it's just interesting how now doing the sex toy review thing, I end up getting surprised a lot by stuff that I like that I never thought I would like. Yeah, I like that. I like I like that a lot, and I like being able to like show that to people too. Um, I also really like about doing sex toy reviews now, um, being the person that people go to who are like, "I need a vibrator" or something like that. I I've started having 
vanilla friends message me like I have this old vanilla friend that I like went to school with um like she was a friend outside of kink that I have and she messaged me one day and she was like I'm looking for like a new sex toy and I was like I can't believe you asked me that's so sweet <laughs> uh absolutely and I love I love trying to help help people find um good affordable toys especially ones that are like body safe yeah like I have you know I'm like oh I um, I like helping friends who have, like, only used, like, kind of junky, jelly, yeah. battery-powered stuff. And I'm like, here's how you can buy something that is both, like, safer for your body and better quality um, for, you know, not uh, luxury prices. Like, there's a lot of um, really affordable silicone dildos on the market right now. And in that company I just said, their their stuff is all under, like, $35 to buy. Yeah, totally uh, reasonable. So yeah, so that's something I really like. I like spreading that awareness of being like, you can buy a cheap dildo that's also not trash, you know? <laughs> you can do it. it you is, can do it. It is cool. Yeah, and I like <laughs> helping people with that. Um, so it's a lot of fun. And I have reviewed some kink toys, too. Um, mm -hmm. I have maybe more coming. We'll see. Cool. Yeah, I, I'm also talking to a couple companies um, to the in the new year. I'm gonna get be incorporating more kink toys into my reviewing as well. Yeah, because yeah. I definitely like you know our audience is primarily kink. Yeah. Um, so I like to do that and uh, have more kink related stuff. Um, so it's been fun, but I mean I'm starting to maybe branch out into writing more like not. 100 not only reviews um i the thing about writing a blog is is that i never felt like i had a lot of shit to say you know what i mean yeah or like i was very qualified to say anything yeah so in terms of like writing other pieces um i'm still like considering it you know and i have that erotica that i might post when i when i finish it someday i have a piece that i uh, i've been thinking about writing I only have a title for it. It's um, why I wish I could buy my parents sex toys for Christmas. <laughs> I love that. And but you know, it's it's a lot of the same like imposter syndrome shit. You know what I mean? I'm like, eh, yes. am I? I'm like not a sex educator. Like I've I'm not trained in anything. Like what do I have to say that people are gonna find valuable? And I I mean I guess it's enough for this fucking dickhead to put me on his podcast. So. <laughs> It's got to count for something. He's not even paying attention. He didn't even hear me that. I'm so sorry. No, I just called you a dickhead. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's I love your love. Aw. Thank you. No, but I feel, I feel you as far as, like, imposter syndrome goes. Like, I'm... Right now, I'm doing more... I'm facilitating more, like, workshops than I ever have. And because I guess now that I'm a pro dom, like that gives me more clout or whatever. Like, so I'm getting approached to do a lot more teaching, but mm -hmm. I'm still, you know, that's for sure something I still wrestle with, even that I've logged like so many hours really, you know, in kink and, and in general sex stuff and sex adjacent, sex work adjacent stuff for like years and years and years and years, hundreds and hundreds of hours. I still am like, but do I have anything to say? that people don't, you know, know already that people want to hear. So, yeah. 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 I think it's like sex is so like different and personal to so many people so that I feel like that's part of why you're like, how could I really be helpful? Like my shit's so different from everyone else. But also I think that I guess is what makes it helpful to at least some people out there be like, Oh, that's my, that's the perspective I needed to see. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, lectual romance. We should be wrapping up, actually, already. Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. That's, long. That's quick. It's, you know, it feels quicker when I'm the guest. And you guys will, I know for you guys, we'll go, like, fucking hour and a half, two hours with yours. <laughs> I got a tight hour here. That's all we got. <laughs> more organized than us <laughs> actually I love long podcasts I really do because yeah. I listen to them while commuting like I love a long pod so I'm not knocking it by any means um but can you let the people know where we can follow you where we can find the pod um the blog and all that stuff yeah um lectual romance you can find me on twitter and fetlife um 
and to find the podcast offthecuffs.org that's where i'm blogging right now so all of my reviews any like contests i think i'm going to be running through the blog too stuff like that Mm -hmm. um find me on night flirt as um what is my night flirt Sweet (laughs) sweet rosette is how you find me on night flirt but i mean you can always um find me on night flirt through my twitter too like i tweet about my night flirt stuff um so yeah and if people want clips people want sex toy uh recommendations people want to talk to me about weird uh freaky medical shit go ahead (laughs) (laughs) all of the above above. do you get it slide into those dms so here for um the pod uh you know, a little while ago, I got deleted uh, both from my pro-doming Instagram and my bedpost Instagram. So the new ones for those are pim.lady for my pro-doming and the bedpost podcast for the bedpost uh, Instagram. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter. I'm on Twitter a lot for my pro-doming account at uh, the lady pim one. I know I have two fans in that room uh, <laughs> for my Twitter. <laughs> Our big fans. <laughs> I'm big fans of both yours, so there you go. And uh, of course, we do the stage show. If you're anywhere near Toronto, uh, you gotta get to the Social Capital Theater, 8 p.m. the third Friday of every month. I've now booked the full year 2020 uh, at Social Capital Theater, so those will be happening every single month for you. And uh, once again, the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/TheBedPostShow. And um, a huge shout out and thank you to Stephanie Copeland, who is the uh, person that does all the original music for my pod. Find out more about her music and more her her art at stephcopelandmusic.com. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back next week with another super fun guest here in the studio talking about sex and sexuality. And thank you so much to you, Lectual Romance, Skyping in. And to you, you Creeper Dick Wound. Creeper Dick Wound. Creeper Dick Wound. Uh, And we'll see you next time, everyone. Thank you so much. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!